Well, good evening from Twin Creek Farm. It's good to have you here with us this evening. It's good to be with you. Our theme for tonight comes from the book of Isaiah, the uh, 48th chapter in the 18th verse. Um, it's about paying attention. You know, we're out here, we're outside, and um, it's been kind of unusual weather. I think most of us would agree with that. Last week, uh, we were covering up plants in the garden because it was so cold, and we were afraid we might lose them if we didn't cover them up. If you've been paying attention here, watching this evening, we have a poinsettia plant, uh, which that's from Christmas. But in the background, uh, you can see the trees are green, they're alive. And so, paying attention to the things around you and what God has provided is our theme for this evening. Um, paying attention involves, when as a, as a married person, Darlene keeps this little plaque in the kitchen. And as a reminder about um, our marriage, and it says marriage in is, is an investment that pays dividends if you pay interest. It pays dividends if you pay attention. When she comes home after a haircut, you know, I should notice that. Or when she rearranges the furniture, you know, if I'm paying attention, I notice those things. And sometimes the little things are important, just as important as the big things in life. I have a cup a glass here with me this evening. Uh, I try to have one each time if you've been paying attention. This one uh, was made and given to us um, by Darlene um, Coltrane. No, not Darlene. <laughs> Diane Coltrane. And she also made one for Darlene. She, pay, she paid enough attention and even put our name on the, the front of it. So paying attention is an important part of our lives, of our daily lives, and of our living, and our relationship with Jesus Christ in a relationship with God. Isaiah 48, 18 reads, If you had only paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river, your righteousness like the waves of a sea. What a peaceful passage when we pay attention to what God wants. Like the calmness of a river, the waves of the ocean. Many of you like to go down to the beach, and you like being there because it provides a peaceful, restful setting. But the scripture passage is talking about our relationship with God. It's talking about following God's commands, knowing God's commands, and keeping God's commands. You know, as a child, when I was growing up, and I would pay attention to mom rules. You know, life was much better for me and really for her. When I pay attention to my relationship with my children, or they pay attention to the relationship with me, things just go so much more smoothly when you can talk and when you can share things. Isaiah is known as one of the four prophets of the Old Testament. And Isaiah uh, was God's spokesman from about 740 B.C. to 700 B.C. And he's one of the major of the four prophets. The other three prophets that are major prophets are Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. Isaiah just happens to be the first. And so, during his days of prophesying, 
he spoke to Israel, the northern kingdom, and also to the southern kingdom, Judah. That's where Jerusalem was. And it was during Isaiah's prophesying years in 722 that Samaria, or the northern kingdom, fell. He had told them that they need to pay attention to what God was saying, to God's command. They need to pay attention, but they didn't. And so their whole country of people, of the children of Israel, were dispersed. They lost their land to the Assyrians. Well, the southern kingdom stayed around quite a bit longer. It didn't, uh, wasn't destroyed until 586 B.C. So they were around, you know, over a century longer than what the northern kingdom was. And so Isaiah continued his prophecy for another 22 years to the southern kingdom, reminding them of keeping the commands of God, of following what God said. But many of them wouldn't do that. They didn't pay attention to what was going on around them. God had asked them to care for the poor, to help the homeless, to be with the widows, and take care of the orphans. But for some reason, they didn't do that well enough. And for some reason, they didn't keep the commandments of God and his decrees. And so, in 586 B.C., the southern kingdom also was destroyed. The temple was destroyed, Jerusalem. And the people were dispersed. Isaiah kept telling them their need to cease their sin and be persistent in seeking God. Turn from their disobedience. God had given them this land, if you remember, the promised land. He'd given it to them to take care of and to follow God's laws. And this present generation, Isaiah had said, they need to get back to God. They weren't paying attention to what God was saying. They were kind of doing what they wanted to do in the way they wanted to do it. They spent a lot of time seeking their own means, seeking their own ways, and they disappointed the Lord. He was not their number one priority. They had all but forgotten God, and it destroyed them from the inside out. You know, sometimes things destroy us or ruin us from the inside out. It's not what comes at us from the outside. It's what comes from our inside. Selfishness, greed, and the Israelites, whether it was in Samaria or it was in Jerusalem, they just wanted more for themselves. And Isaiah had warned them, but they didn't listen. They didn't pay attention. If they would have, perhaps they would have found that peace like a river or like the waves of the ocean. So what about you? What about us? What do you want? Do you want stuff? Do you want God? What does it mean to be righteous? It is an essential attribute of the living God, righteousness is. Sin and righteousness are just polar opposite. You know, you take a magnet 
and one, the two ends that attract to each other, they'll just latch on to each other. And that's what God's asking of us, just to latch on to him. The other ends repel each other of a magnet. And they just go in opposite directions. So I ask, where are you in your relationship with God? Are you attracted to him? Or are you opposing God? Are you wanting to have a greater relationship with him? Israel, Samaria, Jerusalem, the northern kingdom, the southern kingdom, went their own way. They lost the commands. They lost a desire to know who God was. They forgot how to worship him. They forgot how to celebrate him. And they were overthrown. Now we do remember that at the end of the story, there was a remnant that remained. And they came back and eventually rebuilt the city of Jerusalem and the temple. But it was a couple centuries later. It wasn't right away. A righteous life has many components, such as faith, honesty, integrity, generosity, discipline, love. And then there's kindness and there's humility. And there's gratitude and there's worship. As one follows Christ, they must seek to put God first, to pay attention to what he is telling you. What's he calling you to become? What does he want you to be more of for him? How much do you love God? How much do you love the world? To live a happier life, there's three things that are important. God, family, and then putting self last. I first came across this uh, scenario of how to have a happy life in a book that I read several years ago by a professional athlete. And he, he said that it's important to have those priorities in that order. And he said, God should be our first priority every day. To live happy and a righteous life, place God first. Number uno, give God first place in your heart when you wake up, when you get to work. You know, just have God right there with you. Seek him. You know, make reading his word a daily priority. And I hope that you make going to church a weekly priority. Israel, whether it was Samaria or Jerusalem, they kind of put God up on a shelf. They didn't pay attention. And they lost their way. Secondly, the athlete said that family comes second. Life just isn't about you or your work and your wants. It includes keeping your family close and getting even closer to God. Set a guidely example before all of your family in actions and in words. Let them know and see you paying attention to God and not so much to the world and its demands and its calling of you for your wants. Have a healthy relationship that goes deeper and deeper with God 
and third comes yourself. You are at the lower end of that totem pole. Your desires and your wants, they come last. God and family should come first. Our examples should come first. Our desire to please one another and pay attention to one another and to God. Are there needs around you? Are there people who are hungry? Are there people who need a place to sleep? Are there orphans? Are there widows? Are you paying attention to those individuals that you could help and reach out to? Stay focused on your heart and what God has put in there for you. Henry Blackaby once wrote, and I'm going to read this quote, What you do reveals what you believe about God, regardless of what you say. When God reveals what he has purpose to do, you know, you face a crisis, a decision time. God and the world can tell from your response what you really believe about God. So keep the Lord as your first pri priority, giving your time, your heart. He wants to give you peace. Victor Murskison, who was a pastor here in North Carolina yearly meeting for many, many years, used to say, be faithful to God and family first and foremost, and you will please God and find that happy life. Let us pray. Jesus, we're thankful that we can pay attention to one another's needs. There are needs all around us, especially in this time of the COVID-19 virus. Lay your hands upon those people and show us how we can help one another. There's needs among our members at Archdale Friends. There are needs in our own neighborhood. Help us to pay attention to what you're telling us. Help us to follow your commands, to take care of one another, to love one another. It doesn't matter about race, creed, or color. Help us just to love, to help, and to offer ourselves. And above all, help us to follow the commands that God has given us. And may our relationship with him grow more deeply. In the name of Christ, amen. Mm -hmm. I oh, know. <laughs> yeah, she needs a bath, doesn't she? Mm. When did the supper get done? Well, well not the supper, but did the meat get done? Well, <laughs> I went to. I was boiling water, and so I turned the water off, and I noticed I didn't turn the oven on. <laughs> Somebody told me today, Wanda Edwards, that they were domesticated, brought over here from England. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. 
she's going to have her, from what we had Sunday night, mm. she's going to have eggplant parmesan. Oh. She's going to have Mike's eats what she can't eat, which is anything that isn't eggplant. <laughs> she's the only one likes it. And then um, I'm having bratwurst because I ate mine <laughs> leftovers. Mike ate his Monday. I ate mine yesterday. Mike are having bratwurst. Bratwurst and whatever else it is. 